Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. And welcome back to the Bible Breakdown. I am your, I am one of your hosts, Kat. And it's T. That's my name. Yay. How exciting. Um, so give us, give us the good news. Um, just a second and I will. Good news as far as what do you mean? Just where we left off last time with two on in life. Sure, so just, many things. Just yes and me. I'm just improving. Oh, okay. Well, um, last time on Bible Breakdown, we discussed um pagan shrines. We discussed rewards for being obedient. And we discussed, you know, um what was it, ten through twelve? And then we also discussed the second pair of tablets. There weren't just one. The essence of the law as well. Yeah. Um I just um it just reminds me that this is a way for people to ignore committing war atrocities because God said they're doing the wrong religion. Interesting. It's a big theme of what I feel like we've been reading lately. What I found out is most people don't seem to not abide by the Old Testament. That seems to be the sentiment that I've been getting over the last few weeks when I talk to people who are believers. Um, it's just like they don't they don't really go by that. And I know we've discussed that before, but that just seems to be like kind of not where most people's head is. Also, I think that a lot of people do believe in God, but in the sense of. I mean, we talked about picking and choosing before. I think mostly, though, it's just this idea of benevolence and somebody who cares about you and will put you in the right position at the right time. But you got to work for it. Can I I stop you right there? Because I want to address everything you're saying. And to go back to the part where you said, like, the Old Testament, like people ignore it, but they don't. Because that's where the anti-gay stuff is. So they say they ignore it, but they don't. And then, like you said, too, they want the idea of a benevolent creator looking out for them and, you know, loving them. But I also feel like that's why abuse is so prevalent in the church, because what is presented as a caring relationship is actually a violent narcissist. Yeah. That's one viewpoint. (laughs) But I take your point, like people would, they are looking for like this source of love and morality and that's what they're searching for. But when you stop at the Bible for those, um, what you actually end up is with this God, the God is it's presented in, in, like you said, the Old Testament. They say they're ignoring it, but that's just kind of wink, wink. Like that's just an apologetic that's used so that they don't have to, you know, defend the undefendable but at the same time keep one foot on base and saying like oh i love this but just not the biggest part of it well i think that's how most people operate honestly which explains all the abuse and violence also explains that you know 
I think people are just trying to do what they think is the best. Most people are just trying to do what they think is the best decision. Like all of us. So I don't, um, no longer really judge that. I'm not judging that. Oh, I judge it because it leads to real harm. So, um, but if you don't know that, then you're, you're staying intentionally ignorant though. Like you're not willing to do the work of examining your beliefs. You're just stopping the thing that was presented to you, which is a form of intellectual laziness. So I don't really respect that. I mean, it's all of those things, but I understand. I didn't say I respect that. I just understand. I understand that that's how most people are. Life is fucking hard. And like, why would I read this insurance plan or go read this other thing when it's like, I'm just trying to survive. So I get it. I get it. It doesn't mean that the work that I have to do in the world, me, myself, I'm talking about that. I need to allow that to stop me. No, I mean, I still have to put in the work, but I, when I see other people not doing that, I get it. It's frustrating. And it, obviously harms more people outside of your media community, but I definitely understand. Or even in it. Or even in it. Because the more you do this stuff, the more fundamental people are with, I wouldn't just, because I don't want to just beat up on, you know, pick on the Christians. I just talk about it because that's what I was raised in. But when you study like any sort of like dogmatic, like people who really stick to like these old school religions, um, they're all pretty, it's the same thing because it's all about power and control. And people stick with it because the longer you stay in these religions, the more influence and power and control you get. So that's why I, I like I can't even I even though I can intellectually understand it, I can't personally understand it because I don't like to see people suffering. Even if it gives me more power, I'm still not into it. Whereas I feel like people who stick to this, they're kind of into it because they get more power and they're willing to turn a blind eye to all the suffering. But where does that come from? Like the psych the the psychiatrist in me or psych the psychologist in me would say, well, for some, and I think it's really probably a small percentage, let's say like 10%, if that, like I think some really feel like I'm just going to be a psychopath or a sociopath and I'm going to use this platform to take advantage of as many people as I can. But I generally do feel like most people who are indoctrinated in a lot of this just feel like I'm doing this because again, I just want to survive. Like I think most people just want to genuinely be happy and this is the only way that they know how, and they know that the consequences of going against this questioning this is to be ostracized in, in old days leads to death. And even in yeah. some ways now it leads to death. Yeah. I've been reading a say, book. Yeah. I, I've been I reading- agree with you. It's just, that's why I like doing this podcast. Cause I'm like, we need to stop doing this. Cause instead of giving what it's promising, because the branding of Christianity is this is going to fill that hole in your life and make you complete. And what it's actually is doing is making you a pawn in an abuse cycle that's been going on for thousands of years. I understand and respect that viewpoint. And do you I disagree agree. with it? Because you're just doing the political thing where you're like, I'm not like, you know, both sides. Well, I was are about to say I agree with it, agree with some of the things. So you keep cutting me off, though. I'm sorry, but I want to be a very clear communicator. So well, like part of that is allowing the person to finish their sentence. Okay, but also let me address stuff too cuz when you keep going I don't get a chance to address it. Yeah, but if you continue to cut me off, you don't even know. Like this is why you got to take notes. But regardless, I don't want to get into all that right now for you fine listeners. I'm just saying that again, understand all sides. 
And part of this is to create the conversation. I think that's where you start. It's just creating conversation for people. And part of that conversation, just in my op- observation, like nobody wants to listen to a person who they feel attacked from. So well, you have to do it with. Go ahead. So but I also want to say all sides aren't equal. Like it's not like everyone is even handed because quite honestly, my side hasn't been given a chance to speak. Like my whole life, all I've been told is no one has said anything close to what I'm saying when I was growing up and never heard one person say that. All I've been hearing is Jesus, 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 or go to hell. So that's the message I've been getting for like the first 20 years of my life. And then when I'm finally able to research and find out things on my own, I can find a couple of voices saying this. So it's not even the fact that like both sides, it's not even equal. And it, it's an uphill battle. Right. So this kind of idea of like, and I agree with you, we do need to listen and have conversations. But we also, there, there is a justified anger on my part because it's not a moral, this isn't morally neutral. Like this is morally bad. So like coming out against it isn't just because it's like this bothers me. It's because it's actually harming and killing people. I agree with all of that. And I think you are justified in the anger. But if I know anything about human emotion and just how we perceive things, if I didn't know you and you were saying these things and I was a believer in the way you present it, sometimes I wouldn't want to listen to you because it seems like you're angry. People don't like to be around things that make them feel like they're being attacked or uncomfortable. And so therefore, I just feel like a better strategy is to maybe think about that before you present. That's all I'm saying. I'm not like there. And then there's different levels of anger. I mean, we could break that down too, but just sometimes it comes off like very attacky. Because I'm being attacked and power concedes nothing without a demand. It's not like, we're not going to be nice. We're not going to nice our way out of this with, Psych, you know, but like I, I agree with you. Most of the people who do this aren't psychopaths, but they're being led by psychopaths. So, like the way you, you don't really negotiate with psychopaths. You just kind of have to knock the gun out of their hand. Okay. So, and I understand for people who are like, I love the Bible, and everyone I love loves the Bible. Once again, let's read it and find out if you really love the Bible. But I think the issue. No, I'm. Oh, that was my segue. Well, I'm not done. So I'm, I'm going to say this point. We, so I'm I sorry. Think and remind the, me too, where are we starting today? Deuteronomy 13 through 15. Gotcha. You were by standard Persian for okay, everybody. I'm turn the mic off. Um, but yeah, my last point was going to be, yo, the people leading them are psychopaths. But the thing is, the mass majority of the people or just the regular people who are just trying to survive. And in order to win this fight, you need to get the numbers on your side in order to get the numbers on your side. You have to appeal to them in a voice that I believe can reach them in a way just as, as powerful as the psychopaths as you explained. So, and I also want to give courage to people who do feel this way and are scared to say something. Cause I think a lot of, there are a lot more people who feel this way than I think people are even aware of. 
even in the black community. Like I've been reaching out more and more, but like you said, people are afraid of being ostracized. So this is all part of that thing because what do we talk about? Confidence. A lot. The reason people follow psychopaths is because they're psychopathically confident. They don't even doubt themselves. Even I doubt myself. It's not like I'm like, oh my goodness, I have everything figured out. I'm like, I think we need to go to square one because if we want to understand this universe and our place in it, we need to ask ourselves real questions and not just be pacified with stories from childhood. Okay, I agree. Coolsies. All right, you're starting off today, so. But who knows? We have to go in with an open heart, so this might be the. Sorry, this might be the episode that makes us Christian. Um, I doubt it, but here we you are. You have to have open. You're the one who said you have to be persuasive. That doesn't. Me doubting it doesn't have to be me being persuasive. I've already on many episodes conceded that. Yeah, there could be a God, but there could not be one. And my whole dog in this fight has always been. Hey, just just be able to consider the other side. My issue with the extremes of both sides is both sides are saying you're wrong. And I'm saying, no, you both could be right. You both could be wrong. Be humble enough to fucking like consider that. And the humbleness will then allow us to have a conversation and communicate and figure out what we need to do to change the world in the best way possible for everyone. But because I feel like there's a lack of humbleness on both sides, that's what's most frustrating for me. So you think that I should be more humble in my beliefs? I think that your approach puts a lot of people off sometimes. I should pretend to be more humble because I believe everything no, I'm I don't want you to pretend to be anything. I'm just letting you, it I want would you. Be pre- you're, it would be acting on my part. And I'm not even saying that isn't warranted sometimes to be more persuasive, to put on a persona, but it would be me just like pretending to doubt myself. Like that's all I'd be doing because yeah, I'm, I'm all I'm saying out loud is like this, like killing people because they're the wrong religion is bad. I really, really yeah, believe you've that. even said like, yeah, there. OK, I understand there could be a God, but I just don't feel like the God actually cares about us inherently. Yeah, as I don't believe like, in this. So Bible like, OK, God. like, yeah, okay. the, this person in the Bible, this person is described but, in the Bible. Like, no, but leading with that allows the conversation to happen, I believe, because then it's like, OK, we can both dissect each other's points. Sure. But I would be lying, though. Okay. It, but if that's necessary, then that's necessary. But I don't even expect people to come at me humble. Like, come at me with your beliefs. Come at me with all of your, yeah, with the way you really feel about it. I can take it. You, I've been told I'm going to hell, like, forever. Like, I can take it. They can, And that's my whole thing. It's like, don't, and this is just generally universal in every subject matter. Don't dish out what you don't want to take. So if you don't want people in your face saying like, hey, back up off with that bullshit, don't come at people with this, like, believe my thing or you're going to hell. Like you said, match that energy. Yeah, but the energy that I choose to put out these days is one of calm and patience, not trying to yell at people or get hype with people. I'm not saying you are, but you have definitely had episodes on here where you've done that. So like, that is the point that I'm making is like people don't want to be around energy where they feel they're being attacked or somebody's angry and that's making them uncomfortable. Like that is all I'm saying. And I'm not, and again, maybe 
I'm speaking from a place of privilege because I'm a guy. So it might sound like, but like, I understand where you're coming from, but I also feel like one of our jobs has to be a voice of reason on the show, especially since we don't have other people who are coming on here to speak for that other side. So since you've chosen to take the heavy, but I feel and like BB. everybody does that, though. Like, that is the majority opinion in our society. There's plenty of people who take the other side. Like, that, it's not like that's it's a minority, quieted, hushed voice. Like, right now, we even have, like, laws being overturned because people are so strongly, feel so strongly about their religion. That's who has power right now. So my whole thing is, like, when I get angry and when I yell... It isn't, like I said, in those moments, I'm not even speaking to them. I'm speaking to us because I'm mad and I'm angry. And I know, like, just because, like, I have to, you know, rally, you know, um, you know, I suffer from racism, too. In those moments, it's like where you're, like, trying to appease your abusers, basically, where it's like, geez, if I'm nice enough, maybe they'll stop. They'll, you know, it's respectability politics. That's, that's what, not that's what, what I'm, I'm asking. Yes. I don't know. We're going back and listen to this. Well, we got to keep going today because this is this, it's a still full day and we got to read this book. This one isn't long, though. That's good. Deuteronomy 13. If prophets or those who divine by dreams appear among you and promise you omens or portents and the omens or the portents declared by them take place and they say, let us follow other gods whom you have not known and let us serve them. You must not heed the word of those prophets or those who divine by dreams for the Lord. Your God is testing you to know whether you indeed love the Lord, your God with all your heart and soul, the Lord, your God, you shall follow him alone. You shall fear the commandments. You shall keep his voice. You shall obey him. You shall serve and to him. You shall hold fast. But those prophets or those who divine by dreams shall be put to death for having spoken treason against the Lord, your God. Who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery to turn you from the way in which the Lord, your God, commanded you to walk. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. If anyone secretly entices you, even if it is your brother, your father's son or your mother's son or you or your own son or daughter, or the wife you embrace, or your most intimate fr- intimate friend, saying, let us go worship other gods, whom neither you nor your ancestors have known, any of the gods of the people that are around you, whether near you or far away from you, from one end of the earth, of the earth to the other, you must not yield to or heed any such persons. Show them no pity or compassion and do not shield them. But you shall surely kill them. <laughs> Your own hand shall be first against them to execute them, and afterwards the hand of all the people. Stone them to death for trying to turn away from your Lord, uh, from the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Then all Israel shall hear and be afraid, and never again do any such wickedness. If you hear it said about one of the towns the Lord your God is giving you to live, live in. That scoundrels from among you have gone out and led the inhabitants of the town astray, saying, Let us go and worship other gods, whom you may have whom you have not known, then you shall inquire and make a thorough investigation. 
If the char if the charge is established that such an abhorrent thing has been done among you, you shall put the inhabitants of the town to the sword, utterly destroying it and everything in it, even put in its livestock livestock to the sword. All of its spoil you shall gather into its public square, then burn the town and its spoil with fire as a whole burnt offering to the Lord and your your God. It shall remain a perpetual ruin, never to be rebuilt. Do not let anything devoted to destruction stick to your hand so that the Lord may turn from his fierce anger and show you compassion and in his compassion multiply you as he swore to your ancestors. If you obey the voice of the Lord, your God, by keeping all his commandments that I am commanding you today, doing that is right, doing what is right in the sight of the Lord, your God. Thanks be to our angry Lord. That was really apropos to our earlier conversation. Um, yeah, this is um, kind of one of those chapters where the Lord is once again reiterating that he brought them out of Egypt. I feel like this can't be said enough. Like that yeah, is He's like the, uh, the person who made a hit 20 years ago and keeps saying that they made a hit. Yes, I mean, I was that dude. I was like, okay. It's like um, he's um, and also, too, I feel like it can't be said enough. The um, story, the Exodus story about them coming out of Egypt is more than likely a myth. Like there's nothing in Egyptian um, artifacts or their history that suggests this ever happened. And even the Israeli um, archaeologists who've been looking for proof of it have found none. So the only source of this is from the Bible and the Ten Commandments, the movie, The Ten Commandments. I think a lot of people get their theology from that because that's easier to watch than reading all this stuff. And they even like put a little cute part in it where they were like, uh, Pharaoh commands that all um, history and um, um, anything, um, oh, what is it, any documentation of Moses be erased from the history books. Like they even have that scene in the movie that's not in the bible but they put that in the movie so it's like hey you're not going to find anything because you know Pharaoh got so mad but that's not how that worked and um so and so god's you know reminding them about how good he can be and how bad he can be and also saying too that you know you should murder people who try to get you to stop believing in him which yep. is very a very common abuser tactic where they try to cut you off from people who aren't on their you know on their team for instance um yep. murder is a is a big step um instead of trying to bring them into the fold and being like hey why don't you come praise our original god with me and no kill them and destroy anything that's uh, yeah and so that there's no thing to remember them by yeah when I read stuff like this, it makes me just think for as smart as we think we are, we're just fucking, um, we're just animals. We're just territorial. Oh yeah. We're apes. That's really what this, this just pops up for me. It really just makes me think of just all that is, is just like things that you've seen throughout history, like with, whether it be with Romans or any other military, militaristic, is that a word type of group where sure. it's just like, yeah, you don't leave any, you don't leave any survivors when they oppose you. You have to kill everything. That's in the 48 laws of power as well. Like, and, salt the art and salt the earth where you bury them. So nothing will ever grow there. 
Yeah, I mean, so. they would do stuff. I feel like didn't um, Genghis Khan, I feel like he used to do that where he'd, um, you know, ravage a village and then salt it so that like they wouldn't be able to grow anything again. I think that was him. I'll look it up later. It was one of those bad guys. You know, the, the people were like, wow, they did a lot of stuff. But wow, that was, was a lot of rape. All right. I'm going to try to read this real quick and then go to a break. How about that? All righty. Okay. Deuteronomy 14. I don't know if we said this earlier. We're doing the new revised standard version. I did say that. Thank you. But thank you for really iterating for our audience. No beautiful. No worries. Pagan practices forbidden. You are the children of the Lord your God. You must not lacerate yourselves or shave your forelocks for the dead. For you are the people holy to the Lord your God. It is the Lord. It is you the Lord has chosen out of all the peoples on earth to be his people, his treasured possession. Clean and unclean foods. Do not eat any abhorrent thing. These are the animals you may eat. The ox, the sheep, the goat, the deer, the gazelle, the roebuck, the wild goat, the ibex, the antelope, and the mountain sheep. Any animal that divides the hoof has the uh, hoof cleft in two and chews the cud among the animals you may eat. Yet of those that chew the cud or have the hoof cleft that you shall not eat, these, the camel, the hare, the rock badger, because they chew the cud but do not divide the hoof. They are unclean for you. And the pig, because it divides the hoof but does not chew the cud, it is unclean for you. You shall not eat their meat. You shall not touch their carcasses. Of all that live in water, you may eat these. Whatever has fins and scales, you may eat. Whatever does not have fins and scales, you shall not eat. It is unclean for you. You may eat any clean birds, but these are the ones you shall not eat. The eagle, the vulture, the osprey, the buzzard, the kite of any kind. Every raven of any kind, the ostrich, the nighthawk, the seagull, the hawk of any kind, the owl and the great owl, the water hen and the desert owl, and the carrion vulture and the cormorant, the stork, the heron, any kind, of any kind, the hoopoe and the bat. And all the winged insects are unclean for you. They shall not be eaten. You may eat any clean winged creature. You shall not eat anything. You shall not eat anything that dies of itself. You may give it to aliens residing in your towns for them to eat, or you may sell it to a foreigner. For you are people holy to the Lord your God. You shall not boil a kid in its mother's milk. Regulations concerning tithes. Set apart a tithe. <clears throat> Set apart a tithe of all the yield of your seed that is brought in yearly from the field in the presence of the Lord your God in the place that he will choose as a dwelling for his name. You shall eat the tithe of your grain, your wine, and your oil, as well as the firstlings of your herd and your fraught, so that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. But if when the Lord your God has blessed you, the distance is so great that you are unable to transport it because the place where the Lord your God will choose to set his name is too far away from you, then you may turn it into money. With the money securely in hand, go to the place that the Lord your God will choose. Spend the money for whatever you wish, oxen, sheep, wine, strong drink, or whatever you desire, and you shall eat there in the presence of the Lord your God and your household rejoicing together. As for the Levites resident in your towns, do not neglect them because they have no allotment or inheritance with you. Every third year, you should bring out the full tithe of your produce for that year. Store it within your towns. The Levites, because they have no allotment or inheritance with you, as well as the resident aliens, the orphans, and the widows in your town may come and eat their fill, so that the Lord may bless you in all the work that you undertake. Thanks be to God. The Bible is very specific 
on uh, the do's and do nots, particularly when it comes to the animals you can eat and kill or and kill for sacrifice. And I'm just curious that because I know probably ninety nine point nine percent of the people in this on this planet don't follow who are Christians don't follow any of this shit. Um, and so I'm just curious if anybody has ever actually made a list of everything to do and not to do based on the Bible. Yeah, those are the kosher laws, at least with the, as far as the food goes, because, you know, this is just once again, reappropriate, reappropriated Judaism. So, you know, there and I think there are some like small sects of Judaism that even still like sacrifice animals. So um, I don't think modern Judaism does that. Um, as far as I know, I uh, never practiced it, but, um, yeah, uh, but this is one of those things where like you brought up before where people are like, well, that's the old Testament. We don't really do that. In fact, I do remember an apologetic for, um, well, we haven't gotten it to it yet about eating pork, but there's a lot of stuff on here that people eat that, you know, technically is forbidden. And, um, like I, I remember there was a story from, the New Testament, I can't remember if it was Peter or Paul, and Jesus appears before him and tells him like, hey, don't call unclean what I've made clean. And because um, he comes down and there's all these unclean animals and he tells him to eat, Jesus tells him to eat them. And he's like, oh, I can't eat unclean food. And Jesus is like, don't say, don't call unclean what I've made clean. And then that's kind of the excuse for being able to eat more animals now. I would right. say I would extend that further to say, too, that like you could just use that to get as an apologetic to get rid of anything in the Old Testament. But because they want to keep the anti-gay stuff because they want people reproducing as much as possible because it's easier to make Christians than convert them like they don't want to apply that particular apologetic to that particular law. But for the I'll, I'll try to look it up and put it in the notes if I can find it where that story is in the New Testament. I don't know because we haven't gotten there yet, but that was kind of like a takesy backsies. And then, of course, there's tithing. Tithing, very, very important in the modern Christian church. I remember yeah. hearing about like in certain mega churches out here, well, you they would kick you out if they found out you weren't tithing and they want to see your tax returns and make sure everything matches up because it is a tithe of your first fruits not your growth not your net income but your gross income this is what you have to tithe off of so pre-tax income okay and on that note we're gonna go on a little break yeah we, we need it we're gonna regret back from break um yeah we are i had some things to think about before i jump into the next section um because you mm-hmm. said that earlier, um, we can take the whole not being angry thing off the table. One thing I do want to say is, because I recently watched the Bill Burr, um, his newest special, and he was talking about you know how women in the WNBA oh, at Red Rocks, yeah, well, how women in the WNBA or complain about you know. They're underrepresented, underpaid. All those are fundamental truths, I think. And I think they should be paid more because they're fascinating or fascinating athletes. They deserve all the respect. It's hard to be a professional athlete. I play basketball a few times a week. That shit's hard to do. So 
I would never say that they don't deserve every dollar and maybe more. What I will say, and Bill Burr said this jokingly, but this also provides absurdity. What I like about comedy is it points out the absurdity of situations. When we talk about this Bible stuff in here, everything that you've said, like I do fundamentally want to support you as a woman and support those who feel oppressed by this type of culture. What I will say is one, there's probably not a lot of men like me, but two, I don't know how to say this without like kind of being dicky about it, but it's kind of your problem. And so how do you change that problem? Like, yes, you can talk to people and do all that type of stuff, but I feel like honestly, the change really starts with the people who are being oppressed, meaning like in all of you are not on the same page. So like you as a woman, you talk about a lot, how this hurts you and you see a lot of the issues that it causes, but man, do I know so many women who are gung ho about God. And so like, they don't, they don't, they don't even recognize that this is something that hurts them. So if you're not all on the same page, then I feel like one, it's going to be hard to even change the culture of things Two, not all gay people are even on the same page because it's gay people I know who know that these things exist and still fundamentally believe in Christianity and God. And I'm not trying to necessarily spark. Like I'm not trying to be that person who's like, see, y'all not even, I'm really saying like we all have to be on the same page because me as a hetero male, I have a certain privilege. So like when I talk about these things, like I can understand from an intellectual standpoint, but all I can do is go out into my immediate community and try to speak up against things. But I know most hetero black males are, don't fuck with any of this. They don't give a shit about you as a woman. They don't give a shit about gay people. Um, so all I can do is when I'm in those environments, be like, yeah, y'all kind of got this fucked up and they could take it. You know, maybe I change some people's minds, whatever. And obviously try to do it in my own way. But I just feel like that's a talking point I was thinking about during our break is like, yeah, this is not really my problem. Well, I'm glad you brought up Bill Burr because like to his point, like when we're fighting sexism, he's right. Like women, they prefer to watch women being torn down than lifting each other up. Because he was like, you guys don't watch the WNBA, you watch the housewife shows. And he's right. That's what where the money is being torn. Like your the money goes towards the eyeballs. So that's my whole point. Is like I want to get eyeballs on this. Like, cause he even talks about the fact too that like we watch male sports because, you know, it, it's just the truth. Male bodies can do more physically, and since basketball and other sports are physical, it's just more fun to watch. Like it, it to me. Maybe not to everyone, and I'm not a big basketball person either, so I'm not going to really even sit and watch basketball. But to your point, too, the fact that this is oppressing black, this has been used to oppress black people as well. I would talk about the curse of ham and stuff like that, and we ride super hard for it. But it is because of a um, sort of a a bug in our psychology where you you get Stockholm Syndrome, where you start to, um, you know, want to 
you start to feel sympathy for your abuser and ultimately become like them. And so I think that's, I feel like Dave Chappelle brought that up in his special when um, he was, you know, kind of attacked for being transphobic, but all he was pointing out is that a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus movement, there's a lot of racism there. Like to me, that's, and that was true. There is a lot of racism there. It doesn't, they're not immune from being racist because they're an oppressed group. In fact, they may in fact even be more prone to abuse because you are an abused group. And I think that's something we need to be aware of. And um, especially as women, like we are prone to abuse each other. Like with black people, we're prone to abuse each other and not even want to, like I said, like we are always told to buy black, buy black. And even Chris Rock was like, you might as well give us reparations. We're just going to spend it at white companies. You know, like you'll get all the money back. Like, you know, Huh? I've said this with my argument online. They don't want to give like universal basic income or even for the um, pandemic money that they were giving out. I was like, the the logic behind it is stupid because most people are financially what? like illiterate. So like they're going to go waste their money anyway. So you're going to get it right back. Yeah, You'll get it right back. You'll get it right back. But it's not even about that because some people would use it to uplift themselves. But that percent, I feel like it's so oppressed. fucking like small. Not really. It's an oppressed minor. It's a it's about keeping an oppressed workforce like those are the same people who would be good workers, but wouldn't choose to do shitty jobs anymore because they have another Mm -hmm. route. I mean, that's it's neither here nor there. I actually on the break found that verse in the New Testament I was talking about that was um, saying like all the animals are well before you jump into that, like because I'm not done with my point. Oh, is my bad. yeah again this is kind of your problem and so how our problem i don't believe in christianity the bible so i don't mm. believe in christianity but you are whether you know it or not you are being oppressed I am. by it i am not even yeah but, so it's our the christianity thing sexism is a female problem but this uh religious oppression is our problem it's everyone even the religious people it's their problem okay so what is your solution? Get some eyeballs on what it. Does that That's mean? my whole thing. That's the whole point. What we're doing right now, which is calling attention to it, like we're putting eyeballs on it. Let's read it. Let's actually and make them read it and defend it. Like do it in, and do it out loud. I was thinking before about how when I was younger, so I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do the Bible breakdown later. And I'm like, I actually like reading out loud. And when I used to go to like children's church or Sunday school, and they'd have us read Bible passages aloud. Um, I used to enjoy that, but also you process things differently when you read it out loud than opposed to just yourself or just have internal thoughts. That's why therapy is so powerful. You have to say your thoughts out loud. And a lot of times you find the stuff that's just been running in rent your head kind of free range. And when you have to filter it through your speech pattern, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Let me, let me roll that back. Like, ooh. That might not be, you know, like this is just something I've just had rallying around in there and never questioned. And but of course, then like it would have you to you'd have to reexamine a lot of things. So I think that's where that resistance is. So okay, so for um, the listeners, the direction with what we're doing is to bring awareness to this, get eyeballs on it, as you were quoted as saying, so that we can now understand how absurd essentially this is some of this is mm-hmm. yeah okay I'm, I'm gonna say most of it because so far like there hasn't been 
this what is supposed to be goodness like this is to me it's been sold as the omnipotent you know omniscient creator of the universe like made this book for us and so far it's just been a lot of instructions on how to set up tabernacles and kill animals to keep so that he believes that we're sorry about ejaculating in our sleep <laughs> okay I mean that I'm it it sounds absurd, but I'm actually being very, very literal. Oh, I know. And the fact too, when people are like, Oh, that was a long time ago. So I was like, even if this was five thousand years ago, those that wouldn't work. Like that this wasn't a good idea five thousand years ago. And it's and it's an even worse idea now because we have so many better alternatives. But back then it would have also have been wrong. Yeah, I'm not I'm not arguing that. Um what oh, did you find on your break? I found in uh, it was it was actually Acts ten verses eleven through fifteen, and it was Peter that had a vision of like this tarp coming down with all these unclean animals and Jesus telling him to eat them. And then there's also something too in First Timothy where uh, Paul talks about everything that God made is clean, so you're allowed to eat everything because everything God created is good. Except people, I guess. I don't know. Like, there, there's so many things they're throwing at you so that you never... It's kind of like Trump. He just says all kind of stuff, and it doesn't even have to make sense. Like, but people are just like, mm, more daddy. Well, I think a lot of that is the inability to concede that you may be wrong or may, or whatever you um, represent could be fucked up. So I think a lot... Or, honestly, just... I think most people have an inability to just say, I'm sorry, I'm wrong or any of that because it's the ego. And I feel like most people, it's, it's literally painful for our brains to do that. I guess I'm just different. It's very, yeah. you brought that other, you're not like, it's most, very, I mean, cause if I'm, I, I like to bear. be like, if I'm proven wrong, I just be like, Oh damn, my bad. Like to me, like just being like, damn, my bad. Like is there's nothing wrong. I think what the issue is, is the embarrassment that people often feel or, or, or projected to think that they feel because a lot of the times people are, cause I do this, I'm petty. And I think most people are petty <laughs> to where like, when you get somebody, it's like, ha, got you. I told you, you stupid fucking idiot. Unless it's like nobody, <laughs> that's what, it, but that brings me back to what I was talking about, about being humble. It's just like, if I'm wrong about something, I could be like, damn, my bad. I was wrong. And then the other party yeah, could be I'm like, the time. see, it's all good. It doesn't have to always be like, I told you. Like, Yeah, it doesn't have to be gotcha moments. But I think both, one thing I've observed about both of us is that embarrassment isn't like the end of the world to us. I think like, and especially it's huge because you're a performer. Like you have, you can't really be like super self-conscious or afraid of making mistakes or anything like that. Like that's going to happen. And, and I feel the same way too. Like, and actually I've trained myself to, for one, there's a phrase that does not get used enough in the English language, which is thank you for the correction. I think mm. that's something that we should all be saying more often because when I find out I was wrong about something, that means I learned something. Like, there's no way to, like, we learn so much more from our mistakes. So 
um, you know, I don't know if you know this about me, but you know, I like to create art. And so when you're, (laughs) so when you're making art, you make a lot of mistakes. There's so many times you start something you spend hours on and have to end up throwing out. It hurts so much, but it's every, all of it is just an acknowledgement of your fallibility And there's even certain exercises in like Zen meditation they have you do where you make these elaborate like sand um, etchings and just to have the tide come in and wash it away just so that your ego can be like what you make isn't that precious like Mm. it you know we want everything because there's another thing that bothers me that people say all the time is like everything happens for a reason it's like you're making yourself way more significant than you are no I don't think everything happens for a reason and you could Um, Because that was one of the things someone tried to tell me when they were trying to convert me back to Christianity. And they were like, well, you know, let's say, for instance, like, you know, there's a baby that's born and they only live for a short time, but it gets the family back together or something like ultimately that's like a good thing. And it's like, um, like, so this God person couldn't figure out a better way to like bring a family back together than by torturing and killing a small child. And he was like, well, if you want to be an asshole about it, I'm like, you're, this is the example you gave me. I could think of so many better ways to do that without bringing a life, a short, painful life into this world. Like, you know, there's there's sometimes things that happen and maybe it is for a reason, but we're not going to see it. Let's concentrate well, on the stuff that, that saying, we can't understand. All, I've sent, a lot of people do I know, that. and I used to say that, but then I've since corrected that. And I think everything happens for the reason that I choose to interpret. So sure. That's just where I'm at with it. Like, I mean, there's cause and effect for sure, but sometimes just the random things, like when you get cancer or something, I don't think it's some part of some grand plan. That's just evolution gone wild. No, but you but, can take um, from that. I mean, you can choose to wallow in that fucking situation or you can choose to be like, no, okay, this is my fucking life. And I'm going to ride this train until I say it's over. Like, you know, so I just feel like it's just really about mentality. Sure. Um, here's one thing I want to point out, like, because we always say, like, I don't agree with stuff in the Bible, but there was actually some stuff I agreed with um, back in your Deuteronomy 13 that you read okay. um, when God was saying not to listen to prophets who divine dreams or promise omens and portents and stuff. Because to me, it sounds like he's talking about psychics. and like people who are making predictions and stuff and he's saying not to um follow them i agree with that don't follow those people and do not give them money though those are those are scammers Mm, okay so this is just a rare incidence of me and the bible agreeing with each other yeah see that's that's the one percent there you go there's but of course that's the thing like most christians don't even pay attention to like lots of christians like listen to psychics oh nancy reagan famously because you know her and you guys make the case that you get some modern examples they're dead i mean i'm gonna consider it modern because it happened in my lifetime but i will i will make it connect to modern times I want to say like um, Nancy and Ronald Reagan kind of ushered in this kind of Christian white nationalism America's doing right now. So like that heavy anti-abortion, abstinence only, um, sex education, all that stuff, they rolled out. And about Ronald Reagan uh, too. He was going to be an actor. So crazy. He was, he wasn't, it wasn't, he was going to be an actor. He was an actor. uh, Yeah. But just like, 
I remember seeing some he show. Was in a movie with a monkey called Bedtime for a, a joke. It was like, man, that's like saying if Ronald Reagan would have been a better actor, he would have not been become the president. I just always think about that. It's like, damn. Not necessarily though. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger was a really successful actor, and he still became governor. Right. I think like there's right, but his life could have been different had he not had he oh. become an actor. He or, also uh, had a, a, a dementia. Actor, I guess. Yeah, he had like um, dementia. And for a while, Nancy was kind of running things for a while because he was very, very senile. And her big thing was listening to astrologers. She would bring astrologers into the White House and get advice from them. And um, and and we just kind of see a continuation of that, too, because with the George Bushes, they kind of still do that sort of like I'm a Christian and da 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 da. And that makes me a good American. And yeah, that kind of rolls out. But um, lots of christians like psychics and astrologers i just wish that we would have kept the separation of church and state that'd be nice this country was actually founded on but that's neither here nor there we're not here to talk politics it actually very it's very here actually um that's very because that's the other thing too i want people to realize this is not here well no this specific yes it is because i want people to know what's in the bible so when people are like this country should be built on the bible i want to be like which part of the bible because i'm reading it right now and i don't want any of these laws applied to me well it shouldn't be built on the bible because that's not what we were founded on in the first fucking place but that is our prevailing myth right now there's a lot of people who believe that so and like you pointed out before it doesn't matter about reality is what people it's a lot of mandela effect shit going on out there Sure. And people think that they're so special, they could never be wrong. But it's like, kind of, yeah, you can. Like, to me, it was just a simple, I I actually love Bill Burr's bit. This was several specials ago when he talked about finally figuring out, like, he grew up Catholic and then figuring out that was a scam. Because he was like, the only reason I believe this is because I was told when I was a kid. He's like, I thought some fat fuck was coming down the chimney and a uh, rabbit was leaving me chocolate he was like it the if i'd heard about science he's like the only thing reason i think scientology is dumb is because i'm hearing about it as an adult yeah so he's like eventually when you like re if you if you're he's and obviously he's a he's someone who thinks about stuff a lot he's a comedian he has to break down ideas to be able to make people laugh like he's and he's good at it so he's like oh yeah like the reason why i'm doing this is just because He's like, you say what I say when I say it, then you can go home to your toys. Okay, I'll say it. I'll say it again. Then I can go home and play with my toys. Like, yeah, like that's all you're doing is like, I'll say whatever to get this over with. And I don't want to go to hell. So sure. Yeah. Which is but all yeah, argument of disingenuous you with fear then you're free to think because as the fear is the mind killer. Once they get you afraid, they can kind of get you to do anything. Yeah, which I have a whole argument about all that really just being disingenuous. Yeah. like So you're still going stuff, to hell because yeah, you don't gotta, really believe this shit. And, and a lot of people, and when I listen, when I talk to people about this stuff, people who consider themselves believers, they are still scared of going to hell. Like your salvation, because the salvation doctrine for every religion is different. Like you're never truly, I remember feeling that way where even though the church I grew up in said, like, as long as you profess with your mouth and believe in your heart, then you'll go to heaven. You have salvation. But then if you blaspheme in your heart, God won't forgive you. So then you're going to hell. So it's like, well, did that count? I don't know. It's like you get so anxious about it and it keeps you constantly in that state. And then giving money helps to alleviate that stress because you're like, OK, well, I'm, I'm, I'm proving to God that I actually do believe so I should be OK. 
but yeah, um, yeah, we can keep going and going. Let's let's find about this this sabbatical year. That should be um, this might do it, people. We might start believing after this. No. Laws concerning the sabbatical year. Every seventh year you shall grant a remission of debts, and this is the manner of the remission. Every creditor shall remit the claim that is held against a neighbor, not exacting it of a neighbor who is a member of the community, because the Lord's remission has been proclaimed. Of a foreigner you may exact it, but you must remit your claim on whatever you, any member of your community owes you. There will, however, be no one in need among you, because the Lord is sure to bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you as a possession to occupy. If only you will obey the Lord your God by diligently observing this entire commandment that I command you today. When the Lord your God has blessed you, as he promised you, you will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow. You will rule over many nations, but they will not rule over you. If there is if there is among you anyone in need, a member of your community, any of your towns within the land, the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard hit hard-hearted or tight-fisted towards your needy neighbor you should rather open your hand willingly lending enough to meet the need whatever it may be be careful that you do not entertain a mean thought thinking the seventh year the year of remission is near me and therefore view your needy neighbor with hostility and give nothing your neighbor might cry to the lord against you <laughs> and you would incur guilt give liberally give liberally and be un an ungrudging when you do so, for on this account, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in all that you undertake. Since there will never cease to be some in need of on the earth, I therefore command you, open your hand to the poor and needy neighbor in your land. If a member of your community, whether a Hebrew man or a Hebrew woman, is sold to you and works for you uh, six years, in the seventh year you shall set that person free. And when you need a male slave, out from you a free person you shall not send him out empty-handed provide liberally out of your flock your threshing floor your wine press thus giving to him some of the bounty with which the lord your god has blessed you remember that you were a slave in the land of egypt and the lord your god redeemed you for the for this reason i lay this to i lay this command upon you today but if he says to you i will not go out from you because he loves you and your household since he is well off with you. Then you shall take an owl, an owl and thrust it through his earlobe into the door and, and shall be and he shall be your slave forever. You shall do the same with regard to your female slaves. Do not consider it a hardship when you need them out from uh, your free persons, because for six years they have been given they have given you services worth the wages of hired laborers, and the Lord your God will bless you in all that you do. The firstborn of livestock. Every first male, every firstling male born of your herd and flock, you shall consecrate to the Lord your God. You shall do not you shall not do work with your firstling ox, nor shear the firstling of your flock. You shall eat it, you shall eat it. You together with your household in the presence of the Lord, your God, year by year at the place that the Lord will choose. But if it has any deflect, any serious, def oh, I'm sorry, if it has any defect, any serious defect, 
such as lameness or blindness, you shall not uh, you shall not sacrifice it to the Lord your God. Within your towns, you may eat it, the unclean and the clean alike, as you should as you would a gazelle or deer. Its blood, however, you must not eat. You shall pour it out on the ground like water. Thanks be to God. Neat. A lot going on there. Um, the sabbatical year. I actually kind of remember uh, the story. Like that's kind of like why some religions don't let people get their ears pierced because they say it's a sign of slavery. Mm. Um, interesting. Which is um, very interesting. Um, this would actually be a really cool way for a guy who's ready to kind of get out of a bad relationship where he's just like, hey, my seven years are up. Um, you guys can just stay here with Master. I'm a dip. Um, Great. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of guys took that route. Um, but um, I think, and once again, too, because it's still just slavery, that's not great. Like, even if it is indentured servitude, that's not moral. Like, you just need to pay people for their work. It's not that hard of a concept. Um, like, um, and also too, here's something that would actually be kind of nice from the Bible, which they're not going to do. Like, once again, it's funny how they, um, ignore all the kind of good stuff in the Bible, like, uh, forgiving debt every seven years. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, that's still a thing. That's still a thing. In America? After, I don't know about for student loans, but on your credit report after seven years, if you have something like, say, you uh, defaulted on, like, I don't know. Uh, oh, so stuff you're not paying on. Yeah, it falls off. So, I mean, it's still a thing. But they're not saying, like, they're not talking about just the stuff. Okay, it's that, not like, perfect. I just, I'm just, thank you for the correction. <laughs> Thanks for thank, the correction. Thank you for the, the alteration, correction. T. Thanks for the correction. Actually, though, no, because that's not the same thing. Like, and even if it falls off your credit report, that doesn't, does that mean they can't come after you anymore? Because as far as I know, like, they could still come after you for the debt. Like, I do know things can fall out of, like, the, um, what is it called? Um, like, from when you can, like, go after somebody. What is that called? The um, window of whatever. But, like, you you can't. Like, what is it called when, like, it's a crime happened too long ago and you can't be charged with it anymore? Um, yeah, I'm blanking it on that, too. I am, too. But whatever. That, they're a statute not of limitations. Of, thank you. A statute of limitations. So I will say, like, yes, there's a statute of limitations, like, here. But we don't, like, to me, the way I'm interpreting this verse is that you shall grant a remission of debt. So every creditor shall remit the claim that is held against a neighbor. And so to me, it's saying like the debt is a race, not like they're taking it off your credit report, but like you don't owe it anymore. Yeah. That's how I'm reading it. So like, yeah, we don't do that here. Oh, not every seven not, years. Not like in, we, not in the I mean, way that have... you're yeah, saying, but I mean, it is sort of a concept. Again, not like if you're not paying on something or even I think even if you might be, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a fucking legal associate. Okay. To me, it sounds like, if, a, uh, to me, what it sounds like is if like I borrowed 
like $25,000 from you and I've been paying on it, but I haven't been able to pay it back in seven years. According to this, the law is saying after that, I don't have to pay on it anymore because I've been paying on it for seven years and I wasn't able to pay you back. So it's the sabbatical year. The debt's over with. I think. See, now we're going into other territory because fam, no, then because then we would stop people like if if we implemented that for real, like what is to stop people from just being like, all right, I'm gonna just hold out the seven years. Then like that's kind of bullshit. Like, uh, first of all, OK, let's let's go back to point one. I agree. Okay. If I have a business or, or whatever, like you pay people for your, their work on the flip side of that. As a as a as an a human being who I would hope would have integrity, you pay back your fucking debts, man. Like that's just what it you is. You know what? Thank you for the correction. You're right. Like, like pay back true. your debts now, yeah. even if it takes ten years. Like you don't get to just not pay yeah. me back because it's been seven yeah, years. Yeah, I don't. You know I, don't what? I don't think that's, that's cool. But there's also Sorry, nu- Bible, there's I also nu- there's also <laughs> nuance to this because I think that there's a there's a predatory factor of loan giving particularly when it comes to student loans and auto loans and shit like that. So payday loans, payday loans. So I think we have to really analyze better how to handle that because I, I am of the mindset that I feel like if you are agreeing to something, then you're agreeing to that and you should honor your commitment. However, to give stu- to give an 18-year-old $40,000, $50,000 for college when they don't n- maybe necessarily know what the fuck they're going to do for the rest of their life. I don't I think it's kind of predatory. Even I ran into a young lady last night who um she recently um dropped out of college and you can tell she kind of felt bad about it, but I was like, "You know what? It's probably best just to take time and figure out what you really want to do." Instead of just constantly racking up debt because and just spend this time making money, figuring it out, because it is irrational to think at 18, you're supposed to know what you want to do with your life. I think it's irrational to ask that. I think it's irrational to ask a six year old that your mind changes. (laughs) Like, I don't. I knew what I wanted to do at six, though. Okay, I was like, I want to be a podcaster. No, I'm kidding. I wanted to be an artist. Some people do. Like, I've always wanted to do acting and stuff related with music. And like that never changed. And I was very intentional when i went to school to do something in a degree field with that and guess what the job that i do deals with audio and graphic design and artistic and acting shit so like i knew that's what i wanted to do however i don't think everybody knows that and i also don't think that people have the foresight um or even not even that i think a lot of people want to do shit they just feel like they can't because this shit costs money like it's it, it costs money to be a creative. So to feel like I'm not making money off this when every, like the initial thing today was people are just trying to survive, especially now, probably more than yeah. any other I time in the history of the world. Maybe I we can end this on a, an agreement and a, in a spirit of agreement. Cause I think there was a little bit of a spirit of disagreement at the top of the podcast. And now we're back. On the I never disagree page. with you. Oh, I disagree I with your with I disagree you. with your method. I didn't disagree My with what approach. you were saying. Okay. Well, now I I agree with your method. So there we go. All right. Well, this is another episode. Um, next time on Bible Breakdown Podcast, 
uh, we're going to have Deuteronomy 16, 17, and 18. We'll be talking about the Passover review, the festival weeks. Um, we'll be talking about legal decisions by priests and judges. Oh, okay. So that'll be on brand of what we're ending with kind of today. Limitations of royal authority, privileges of priests and Levites, child sacrifice. Whoa. And, uh, you know, divination. Well, it's prohibited, though. Okay. Well, I was trying to leave a cliffhanger there, but thanks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, so next time on Bible Breakdown, that is what we'll be getting into. Um, questions, comments, uh, concerns, any of that. Hit us up at Bible Breakdown Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are now the proud owners of the domain. So at some point, a website will be going up and we might have some more. Um, you know, ways to reach out to Thanks. us. Instagram and Facebook yeah. are on bullshit. You can tell us how to be more persuasive and be like, hey, T's right. Calm it down, cat. <laughs> Might have to just start us a, an a alternative. Poll. Let's do a poll. Well, I would if we can ever get on Instagram. But hmm. we're just going to have to come up with a new thing for them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's fine. I can't wait. To I have an face- I have an alternative Gmail address. So Facebook and Mark, or Facebook and it's just Meta. Ter- Meta is a terrible company. Yeah, they are. That's um, why we should have regulations, people. But anyway, that's neither here nor there for this time. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you for tuning in, thank you for listening, and uh, hopefully we are getting through to some people, making you think, helping to make the world a better place because this is what it's all about. Yeah. I like that. Alrighty. Alright, bye.